0: Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Hello and welcome to Harnessing Happiness with myself, Sarah J. Naylor. This is a Harnessing Happiness episode with a slight difference. I decided um, throughout the month of January 2023 to revisit some of the best and well-received episodes during the last 15 months. Can you believe it? 15 months of harnessing happiness with myself. It's just wow, wow, wow. Anyway, I decided to pick out some of the best that you may have heard before, but it's always worth re-listening to because there'll always be something fresh and new that you will get from listening to something differently at a different time because of the experiences you've had in the meantime. And also for those that you might have missed them. And there's a couple in there that are of the earlier episodes that really, I think, were missed because obviously my podcast hadn't been downloaded in quite so many countries when I first started out. And so during January, this is one of, I think, five episodes that uh, I just wanted to revisit and share with you um, again. So whilst I'm busy recording some fabulous new content, please do enjoy this And the other four that you might be listening to or the other three and wherever you've got to in terms of listening. And uh, yeah, look out for the new stuff or tune in, download all the things that you do do. So over and out, enjoy listening to this episode again. And uh, yeah, I look forward to uh, reconnecting with you during February with some fabulous new content that will have been recorded in the interim. Take care until next time and enjoy this episode. Take care. Bye.
1: Thank you. I'm Louise Budgen. I work as a spiritual mentor, and I absolutely love championing the the midlife woman, um, getting her to the point of you know beautiful connection and spiritual connection. And I know that this is my my life's calling. I've I've had a, as Sarah no doubt will be detailing. I've had a, a journey to this point of many twists and turns. So. When I say I know this is what I'm supposed to be doing, it's absolutely what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, I'm a very happy person, hence I'm I'm on the podcast.
0: Yes, absolutely. You can help me spread happiness globally, which is absolutely awesome. Um, yeah, we have a huge listener listening base in India, which is rather amazing. So hello to everybody in India. <laughs> your journey, I mean, as I say, we've, we've met online and chatted online, but we haven't met in person as yet. But your journey, from what I understand from, you know, the conversations that we have had has been you've had quite a change around and it's become, it's been quite a dramatic, you've had quite a lot of sort of like big stuff that's happened that's given you this sort of wake up call to go, hello, Louise, are you listening? <laughs> I mean, I know even more recently, you know, you sort of appearance wise, you've changed. It's that whole transformation that you've gone through because of these major events that have happened in your life. So yeah, pl- please do share with the listeners your, your journey, where you were and what you've gone through and where you're at now. It's no surprise that the majority of these changes came
1: to me in midlife so uh-huh. hence the fact that just recently realizing that mid- the midlife woman really is the the person I really want to help is no surprise because actually I have been that woman I consider midlife to be 40 to 65 let's say and my life really from the 49 completely has been one thing after another challenge after challenge And I do believe that divine intervention created a car accident that I was in that threw me onto the path of spirituality, threw me headlong into really understanding the mind-body connection Mm -hmm. so that I could start to fulfill my own sole mission I think I was so lost Sarah so lost I was in in a business that I was so not suited to I didn't realize at the time because I had no awareness I just was doing what I thought I should be doing I was surrounding myself with people that perhaps weren't the right people for me to be around at at the time Mm -hmm. and I had no self-care and while I thought I was happy I uh, happiness then to happiness now is a completely different vibration because I am truly, truly happy and I know that and I feel that every day from within. So that first challenge, which left me with post-traumatic stress disorder, definitely kick-started my my new way of, of showing up and being because I started to do the work and in starting to do the personal development work, I also decided to retrain as a coach. Uh-huh. professional coach which I did and I thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed the whole training the whole everything to do with the learning of that and you know starting um, TDA coaching which actually stood for um, thoughts decisions actions because actually that's very simply how I saw at the time that's what I was helping people with you know as helping entrepreneurs and mainly women actually when I think about it but my niche wasn't really um, it was there but it wasn't exactly as it is now I didn't have that true connection to it. Anyway, long story short, set up the business. Um cancer came twice to visit me. Wow. The first time that also I see as being a big message to really sort out my physical, my physical body. Mm-hmm. I needed to start radical responsibility. My connection to my own soul whispers as I like to call them, I believe saved my life a couple of times, Sarah, because cancer It was a message that I was very loudly getting, but nobody was listening because the doctors were telling me that I was a bit neurotic and I didn't have cancer. And I had to push and push, and Uh doctors were saying, um, oh, for goodness sake, Louise, there's nothing wrong with you. We've scanned you. We've blah, blah, blah. But I knew, and I also see this now, Sarah, as part of Uh my... Having to really dig deep to find my own voice because uh-huh. Louise has always been this this person, always used to be this person that was, oh, well, I don't want to be any bother. I don't want to offend anybody and always quite people-pleasing and, and uh-huh. oh, okay then. I had to dig really deep to say, I'm telling you there's something wrong with me and you yeah. need to do more tests. And thank goodness I did because what then um, came off the back of that was... Um, a golf ball size grade three tumor that needed to be removed from my breast. And the consultant that came to see me the next day, he said, I can't tell you how pleased I am that you pushed for this to happen. So that was cancer number one. Then lots of um, problems with chemotherapy in my body, um, in and out of hospital, sepsis, And I believe my spiritual connection saved my life on this occasion as well, because one particular night in hospital, I absolutely know I was visited by angels. And people uh-huh. might think, really? <laughs> I'm telling you, I was Sarah. <laughs> because when I woke up in the morning, I just knew I was stopping chemotherapy. I was absolutely stopping chemotherapy. I'd been
0: given... You've made me go so tingly. You've gone, hurt you to go tingly, Louise. That's just such a big message. Oh, my word.
1: I know. And I'm not saying that I don't agree with chemotherapy, as you'll hear in a minute. However, I got such a download that said, if you don't stop chemotherapy right now, you are going to die of a chemotherapy-related illness. Not You're not going to die of cancer. Oh, my so God. You need to listen and you need to stop. And it was that decision against all the medical profession, against my family, I had to really, really stand so tall for myself mm-hmm. and find my voice again and say, I believe this is right for me. And with that, I then, you know, continued my radical self-care So some would argue that when cancer was then found in my lymph nodes two years later, and I kept going back to the doctors and the oncologists and everything, in between saying, I don't feel right. Are you sure? And I kept even pointing to the part of my body, I just feel something's wrong here. So what I'm trying to say to anybody listening is if you know something's wrong, you Mm -hmm. are right. There more than likely is something wrong because your intuition is always guiding you for your highest good. Absolutely. Again, I started to have to push through when they were saying, again, medical scans
0: and everything, they are great, but they're not 100%. Well, you know your body, don't you? If you actually tune in and listen, you do know your body. And I'll i will allude to a story myself when you finish sort of obviously explaining, yeah.
1: And that, again, was me having to really find my voice and say, I'm telling you there's something wrong. And again, I was not very well looked after by my own doctor uh, that's another story um, <laughs> for another day. Turned out that I was absolutely right, and actually, three of uh, th- they removed fourteen lymph nodes, and three of them had actually exploded in exactly the area that I kept wow. pointing out when I kept going. But scans were showing that they were clear. So I do see this again. It was divine intervention saying, "Come on, Louise, you need to shout louder. This is a message for you to really start to to mm-hmm. find your voice." So. The very annoying thing at the time was I'd just started going back to work. The day after I was diagnosed the second time, I'd got a workshop in here in the Zen Den for 12 women, and I went ahead with that, knowing that I was going to have to lose my hair with chemo, have another oh my operation. Gosh. The following week all that started. Uh-huh. So having lost my hair the first time, that's that's hard enough. But then to lose it again, it's just like, oh, this is just so boring. But anyway, oh, wow. so in say in in doing what i did the first time listening and and really trusting the angelic downloads i was getting i know i put myself in a better position second time because i was so healthy sarah my diet uh-huh. was so great my mind body and my soul were in a really good place i'd i'd like completely revamped them all through the work I'd been doing through the self-connection through the personal development it's all the inner work isn't it it's all the inner work it's the inner work but some people that are listening to this say ah but had she carried on with the chemotherapy she might have knocked that lymph node cancer because apparently it was there all along even though Mm -hmm. they said I hadn't got cancer in my lymph nodes it was in my lymph nodes. So it'd actually been growing there for two years. So you could argue there is no right or wrong. That's what I want to say to anybody listening to this. A personal decision regarding any cancer diagnosis is what you need to create for yourself. Yes. Always. There's no right or wrong. I'm not condemning chemo. I'm not saying you should have chemo. It will always be a personal decision. And the second time around, I did have chemotherapy, but I had to have it in a very, very low dose. And I had to boost my own uh, immune system before Mm -hmm. I had chemotherapy with injections to take that. So I'm not against, I want to make that very clear, I'm not against chemotherapy. I was just so tuned into myself that I knew those decisions were right for me.
0: Well, it could have been something else at the time. That, that message you were getting about having that, not having the chemo at that time, it could have been inadvertently to do with it's some chemo equipment, but whatever it is, that process you go through, it might have been that that person who was delivering it or the equipment that was delivering it could have been faulty and something could have gone wrong. So it might not have been... Saying about the treatment itself, but it might have been the admit you know—the administration of the treatment that would have caused the issue that was giving you that download, that message. And you say, as you say, it's about that trusting, really, really trusting that instinct. I mean, I don't want to divert too much from your story, but in terms of trusting your instinct, I d- discovered a rash on my body when I was heavily pre- when I was pregnant with my son. And I was told by the doctor, oh, I know all about rashes. There's nothing wrong with you. Um, But I, my body had stiffened up. I couldn't walk. And I've. it was just, anyway, the, I had a scan. There was all this shadowing around my son's organs. And I was told he was going to have to have blood transfusion in the womb. And it was Anyway, there's a whole story around it all. But do you know what? I always felt fine. I always knew inherently everything was fine. And actually, it didn't have to happen in the end. And, you know, sometimes... You know, you don't want to interfere with things because they work themselves out. But that what you have just said is what I wanted to allude to. I knew, I just knew that everything was fine. And it was. And he's now six foot two. <laughs> but that is that is some journey, Louise. And obviously, you, as you say, to have gone through it once. And, you've, you've, and it's been about you finding your voice so you can have your voice to speak out. So you can... You can encourage other people to do the same. Absolutely,
1: Sarah. And the second time round, if I if I say I, I absolutely trusted that I was supposed to be here and there was a bigger reason and mm-hmm. keeping myself in that space of knowing that there was a bigger plan at play, I really see that that second lot of cancer was another message for me to go even deeper, to go mm-hmm. even deeper and clear out all the emotional baggage that we are carrying into midlife and it was that piece of work um, that I feel was was the missing piece for me so having you know decided right okay I am going to really dig deep and go into the family relationships that have, have caused me sadness and hurt and and clear all that out and the view that I had was okay right so I'm good to go now so what am I going to do and, and yes. that's then how I how I met you on, on the, the USA Business Accelerator, isn't it? And yeah. that was me getting out of my own way because Louise had always played small. She'd always played, oh, OK, then, you know, never before had Louise got this voice. And this voice has become a bit of a roar now.
0: And suddenly there was, a, you, you kind of, sort of were almost like in the background. And then suddenly there was this post that you put on and that was when you sort of really came to my attention because I go, well, what did you look like before then? <laughs> and then not long ago, you put a post on, because let me explain. Louise is, you need to, you need to get a visual of Louise. So Louise, I'm looking at Louise. She looks really relaxed, really comfortable. She's got a, um, a sort of nice com- um, casual sort of um, collared t-shirt top blouse on. And she's got um, really nice, soft, really gentle sort of waves and short, short mid-brown hair, glasses. She's sat um, behind her is a really lovely teal-coloured wall with um, nice natural wood as well and some angel wings and a plant. And you've got this real air, this real gentleness, this real comfortable, somebody that really knows themselves, really stands in their own true power, but in a sort of a really, really soft, supportive, encouraging, embracing, comfortable um, envelope, enveloping, enveloping. That's the one I'm looking for. Enveloping, envelope, comforting. i <laughs> will go with the comforting instead. But this, you want to. You feel like when I'm talking to you and I'm in your presence, I feel like I'm. Buffered's the wrong word because that sounds like a movement, but it, it's supported and this sort of gentle fluffy big cloud is what I feel. It's just beautiful, this beautiful energy. So this is the Louise that that first came into my attention. Now, then when she posted on social media a few weeks back a picture of what she used to look like, you wouldn't recognise the two women because you had straight, highlighted, bleached blonde hair and your image was very, very different I mean you'd look gorgeous anyway but it's just this different energy that came off and and now there's just just this this beautiful sort of ser- serenity that that you know is evoked and generated whenever I I just, I just always love t- chatting to you and it's, it's great to have you on the podcast because we can spend a long time together and that's the beauty of the podcast because to get really good quality conversations with people as fabulous as yourself Coming back to that identity piece that
1: Louise that had the blonde hair, I'd been blonde all my life so clearly not natural, I spent an absolute fortune <laughs> on my hair all my life to have that naturally blonde looking hair <laughs> yeah.
0: And I know the speed. feelings.
1: I never, I never had curly hair. I never had curly hair, so I feel very grateful that at fifty-seven my hair has come back this colour. It's it's like a lighty mousy browny colour because it could have come back completely grey, and the curly grey might not have looked so so great, Sarah. But <laughs> identity is something that you know, especially women in midlife, really do lose, don't they? Because we are mm-hmm. changing our physical bodies yeah. are changing, where our faces are changing, and. For me, I suppose I was super charged, thrown into that because you know when you lose your hair, all your body hair, mm. you realise that your identity has nothing to do with what you look like. Your, your identity is something completely different.
0: Absolutely,
1: it's such a beautiful thing to realise you are so much more than your body, and you are so much more than your hairstyle. You are so much more than your lipstick, and I got that with bells on in terms of just accepting that and. I actually really like my hair now and a lot of people have said to me, oh, do you think you'll go back to dyeing it blonde, I've gone no. That was the old Louise and, and with that Louise was the whole package of what that, uh, what that Louise was about and this Louise is completely different so why would I want to be reminded of, I mean the old Louise obviously had to be for me to unfold to be who I am now but I'm very happy Um, I'm very happy waking up not knowing what my hair's going to look like because it it has a mind of its
0: own. I mean, that's the beauty of it. I mean, I I personally believe that we have a physical body in order to have, for the spirit to have a human experience. And I get really kind of, I think, well, you know, you can wear and dress and be physically whatever you want to be. I don't understand who makes these rules about who wears what and what you should wear and when and how and why, you know. In fact, I'm hoping to have um, a guest on that I've interviewed on my YouTube channel, Um, in fact... Um, she's agreed to um, come on and do an interview. And she's got a very, very big voice in the transgender community, um, Katie Neves. And she, I saw something that she read, no, when I've spoken to her before, I can't remember, but she gives a nod. I mean, she still trades under her Martin Neves photography, for example. And she still acknowledges the person that she was, even though she's now going through the process of you know gender reassignment etc and she's very much vocal and i just and it, it's great you know and I, I who's to say you know it's just a body to have a human experience and the more you you, you fall into alignment with who you are and just recognize that that you as you've said it's like well why would i want to go back to that that old image that doesn't fit with who i am now and it's about breathing life into that that acceptance of who you are your all your kinks your foibles you Whatever to be the person that you actually are meant to be, because if ever people have got, you know, if they've judged you, that's their stuff.
1: Obviously, having chemotherapy, having, you know, two lots of operations and two lots of radiotherapy, it's not a great fun time, Sarah, to be honest. It's, no. it's time out of life, it's time to really reflect, to really. It, it gave me that time to go within, and I do believe that that's what, what this was all about. But the one thing that kept coming through to me in those moments of lying in bed really. I couldn't even bother to watch the TV, I couldn't be bothered to have a conversation because you just you just feel, you're being poisoned aren't you at the end of the day, you just feel, yeah. you've just got to be with that for that moment. It was about feeling alive and thriving and those words have sort of been threaded through the business last year and going to continue on with this Extraordinary Midlife Facebook group that I'm, I'm bringing through because... Why wouldn't we want to feel alive and why wouldn't we want to thrive in this lifetime? It's it's crazy. A lot of us, and I I'm, I'm, was that person who, I was surviving, I was doing life how I thought I needed to do life, not how I wanted to do life necessarily. I didn't know. I didn't know. That's the thing. I didn't know myself enough. I hadn't worked out who I was and it's this self connection and this spiritual connection that really cemented who i was and what i'm here to do and the impact i am here to make in in this next chapter of my life and talking about you said the physical body absolutely and if we don't look after our physical body look what happens i i created that cancer i, I know my my whole you know my lifestyle was was wrong yeah and it couldn't it couldn't carry on and for me to take that radical responsibility and change everything up was my message to the universe to say okay i get it now i do need this physical body i need to look after myself i need to get this connection to to nourishing not only my physical but my my mind and my soul because otherwise we fade and and i feel that midlife women sometimes If they haven't got this piece in place, because of the life life physical changes, and because we we can tend to look we've definitely got more life behind us than we have got going forward, we can start to sort of self-implode of oh well what's the point? And maybe you're just struggling at the moment with midlife in the fact that maybe your kids have just left home, or maybe a lot of people are getting divorced. I was speaking Mm -hmm. to um, lovely Sarah Woodward
0: yesterday, and she was saying, you know, the divorce rate is sky high at the moment because maybe COVID. Do you think people are waking up though, and making up, making that decision? Because I, you know, I don't, I've not sort of alluded to too much, but I ha- I ended a twenty-year relationship I had with my son's father. Gosh, it's. 17 years ago now and we'd say so we'd been together 20 years I met him when I was 19 divorced him when I was 39 because I'd had a I'd had a wake-up call that's not, that's not for now the, the story at all but I just sort of lived my life you know we got on and we did stuff but I, I just carried on just doing my thing I supported him being um, self-employed etc and then it wasn't until I left that I started on my own journey. And I say self-discovery because what I was discovering was already within me. And it was, you know, I'd recognise stuff. And then when I would read things, I'd go, ah, that's why I feel like that. This has got a name to it. And I was, it wasn't that I was learning. It was that it was, it was allowing it to, it was all coming out of me. And and I felt like a sponge and it was just, I was just absorbing, absorbing, absorbing. It was just this huge journey. And I remember him saying to me, 18 months after I'd I'd left and we'd been divorced a year by then and I'd moved into my own home with my son. Um, and he said, you've become the person that you would have been if it hadn't have been for me. But, you know, I had that time and his family, actually, ironically, you know, all of his brothers and sisters, they were very much sort of, sort of spiritually tuned far more than he was, funnily enough. But, you know, so I've always been around all of that. But it it was this whole journey um, that I then went on about all the things that you've just alluded to, about discovering me and what makes me tick, what makes my heart sing. And, you know, four years after that, suddenly I went self-employed in the height of the recession in 2009, something I'd never considered doing when I was with him, because I always felt like I was the main breadwinner and needed my income to support both of us on a regular basis. I always, And you used another word and... It's that taking responsibility, but I kind of took responsibility for both of us rather than just myself. And I always, because my profile is very much of a star support, I'd like to support other people. And I've had to learn to do that for myself as opposed to first and foremost, because as we know, if you're not looking after yourself, you can't look after other people. And it's that taking responsibility. That is such a big, big word. Because it's important that we take responsibility for ourselves and our life and make the changes that you've alluded to, that you've done. I mean, I'm fascinated as to to sharing with the listener what your life looked like before and what that inner work was that you did that made you the sort of the really happy person that you are now. My life before, I mean, don't get me wrong, I've
1: got a very happy marriage and I've got lovely children. So, yes, on the, on, the, on the surface, it surface. is happy, and we did have happy times, but myself, I knew I wasn't happy deep within, and I know that that's the case for a lot of midlife women as well. I was so busy, Sarah. I kept myself so busy. I was, I was part of a multi-level marketing business scenario, and mm-hmm. as you know, that's about building team, and it's about yes, building... Yeah clients and I would be out networking at six o'clock in the morning I'd be doing lunch networking I'd be doing evening meetings I would be socializing I would be drinking a lot which is now something I just don't do Mm -hmm. and I was doing everything for the for the home as well and when I look back it's almost like a whirlwind because actually some of my friends at the time said god I can't keep up with you and I said oh you know there's I was I was spinning so many plates And it's almost like, what was I... I was doing, I was so doing, I never, ever took time for me. I never... I mean, I'd say I never took time for me. I always walk my dogs every day in the beautiful forest, and I do know that that was probably the only lovely, healing, self-time I I allowed myself to have, really. But that was, right, I've got to walk the dogs. It wasn't about me, it was about the dogs need walking. Yes, yeah. So what I think I'm saying to you here is that the energy of Louise then was, was so different to the energy now. That was a, a frantic, desperate, oh, I need to get the next client in. Oh, why is that team member just bailed out again? Because in network marketing, that, that's the thing. Yeah. They all say, oh, I'm going to be the best team member you're going to have. And then two days later, they've given up on themselves. And that that was a learning journey for me. I know mm-hmm. that that I don't regret Setting up that business and running with that business, I I had some fun with it, and I met some. And puppies. huge amounts of learning as well. Huge amounts of learning, and it's all meant to be. I do believe yeah. that our life unfolds absolutely as 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 it's meant to. But the Louise now has has time for herself. So I've gone from a human doing to being a human being, and and I love to see, and I, this is how I help women in in my one to one program to truly live their life through the lens of being. Yes, and that's being. In the moment, being themselves, being grateful, being mm-hmm. happy. And and this lens of being is how I teach it. It teaches you to just remind yourself how to be. Because yeah. we are in this moment together, you and I, Sarah. The future hasn't happened yet. So we need no. to learn to enjoy the moments that we have, always. Because these moments
0: make up our life. Totally agree with you. And it is. It's about being living in, living in that moment and enjoying life. And to just... Yeah, I mean, and I guess you know you've done so much inner work, and so I've done so much inner work. Uh, you know, but it's it's understanding that, and it's educating people that you it's about you, not what other people think or believe and tell you you should be doing or you shouldn't be doing because it's your life. Absolutely, and, and if if you do start to change, and I'm sure you'll probably have experienced this yourself, and I mean I know from when I, say, left my relationship with my ex-husband, all the all the all the contacts and friends I had. I think I've never seen anybody since. You strip it all back, and people fall away. And but then, as people and things fall away that don't fit anymore, the right people come into your lives. It's like you know we've connected, and it's that, that energy is absolutely great. And encouraging people to do the same. And no, it's fine. It's okay because we get we learn so much along the way, and we pick up all this sort of emotional baggage and things. And those are the things that can cause blockages in our system. And if we don't remove them, we can end up with physical ailments as a result. Or you know physical or mental ailments as a result you know one one causes one and you know it, we're just energy aren't we vibrating at a frequency we can dial
1: that up and and live in this vibration of love and happiness and joy uh, or we can dial it down we can allow ourselves to be dialed down by life with problems with oh woe me with with all the emotions that you know, self-worth, lack of confidence. You can take yourself into what I I know to be the darkness of life, you know. Mm? But you don't have to stay there. Everybody no. has the same choices. And there are ways to to move up. There are ways to, to create the life you want. And I know that might sound corny. And people go, oh, I read that in the books. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On about that again. It's so bloody true. And life is short. Sure, and life really is about connecting yourself to this beautiful life and being in the moment and and if people uh-huh. don't know how to do that then there are people in this world like myself like yourself yeah. that help people genuinely get this connection and while people think oh, well why would I pay somebody to help me do that well I can tell you why because you can't do it on your own sometimes if you can't do it yourself are you prepared to stay stuck? Because that's that's the, the ultimate.
0: Absolutely. And, and, you know, we aren't our behavior. And that's the beauty of it is, we, you know, we're, the way we are is like a as a like a, a computer program. We can change the program at any given time, but we have to put the work in. We have to make that. We have to take a note, decide what it is that we want to change and what we want to bring about in terms of that change and then make the changes happen. And it needs to be just small shifts. And it could be to do with the way you think, the way you act, the way you behave. It might just be a small shift change in the words that you use, taking them from a negative to a positive. And and I love the power of the reframe. Reframing is is absolutely gold because as soon as you switch around the way you're you're thinking so if you're thinking oh I don't want to do this that and the other or they're so and so and so and so is a horrible if you start to think about well actually this is what I enjoy doing this is what I love doing this this person's the might you know that they've got these positive qualities and you start to view people experiences in a different light your whole, whole experience around all of that will absolutely magically transform and change you know and it is it is i mean you're talking about paying for um support and coaching as well i mean i've invested thousands <laughs> in my own personal development you know and the teachers arrive when they're meant to arrive you know and it's picking up on those connections and if something feels right and you go oh actually this is do it go for it i mean we've we met through a program that you know we've had conversations about and i was not sure that I'd got the outcome that I thought that I wanted from it but actually I got what I needed from it
1: Always for your highest good Sarah we always Absolute. think Oh but that didn't work out because that's what I wanted well actually no that has worked out perfectly because you got what you needed and I I I love that because I didn't want cancer did I but oh my no. god I needed cancer to come along for me to to get this work done Sarah Nobody knows how long we've got. Nobody knows their expiry date. They don't. So no. I'm I'm on this podcast today. I may well pass away in 6 months, but I'm not going to say I may die of a car accident. I may die of something. Life is for living in the moment, and yes. I've embraced that and I and I'm I know that that absolutely pumps up my vibration because I've chosen to do that. I've chosen to really follow the, my own mantra of feel alive and thrive, and feeling alive is 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 what I want to do. I still struggle with my energy, to be honest, Sarah. So sometimes when I'm not feeling energised, I think, yeah, but I'm still alive. I can still have the beautiful thoughts that of positivity and, and go and meditate, read a, read a lovely, inspiring book. So that can make me feel alive. So feeling alive doesn't necessarily mean you've got to be, I know you're very active, aren't you? I, I can't be as active as that right now, here right now for medical reasons
0: yeah but it's how you realign that like you've just said though because you are tuning into your body you're you're recognizing that you are alive you are you can go and read that book you can go and do all these other things that make you feel alive and enjoy and embrace and connect with lovely people like you oh thank you very much yeah that's it i mean yeah we you did a fantastic angel card reading for me um a few weeks ago. And that was so empowering because that really validated, you know, all the things that I'd already sort of kind of got to. And it was just really magical to hear what I was already thinking coming back at me. And sort of, valid. Not you know, I, I, I need validation, but, you know, I think we all do, especially if you're self-employed. It's lovely to hear that you kind of think, oh, yes, well, I am actually on the right track and that feels good. And having followed that through already in you know this year in January as we are recording this that everything feels like you know you were saying about being and i am certainly embraced that sort of more being than doing I mean and I've had those years where I've been sort of frantic crikey uh, you know I used to work for a national recruitment business and that was absolutely mentally frantic um, but you know since I've been self-employed I've had ups and downs I've had loads of things and challenges but I've tended to always kind of go with the flow and understood and believe that everything's working out wonderfully despite you know Covid impacting a bit and all of this stuff kicking off. But now, you know, having had that conversation with you and sort of really sort of gone into the flow of my own energy, it's just it's just evolving because you're not pushing. And I think when you're pushing, you, you, you're battering against something and, and have this expectation. But actually, if you believe that it's all working out wonderfully and you just sit with your own energy, everything can flow.
1: I love the way you use the word magic, because I do think that people don't appreciate what life can bring to them because they're not showing up in the moment let's say they're not showing up being open open hearted they're not they're not believing that this can happen for them and when you don't believe I'm sorry it nothing will happen if you, we're all energy as you've said earlier on and you know to to be in that place of 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 deep trust and knowing that what what is about to unfold will unfold anyway. I do believe there's a there's a bigger plan at play always. Oh, and,
0: absolutely. <laughs> you know,
1: the, the word unfold is a word that I realised I was using a lot in my vocabulary. And so when I came to put my new programme together, my spiritual mentorship programme, I thought it's got to be called Unfold because I am actually helping people understand, get that connection to the great unfold of their life. I'm getting them to understand that connection to self is is going to be such a beautiful almost like an unfolding of themselves and mm-hmm. funny enough you know I love my gold wings and I looked at my gold wings the other day and I
0: thought oh wings unfold don't they <laughs> yes <laughs> course they unfold unfold unfurl unfold but yes absolutely and they're beautiful your gold wings are gorgeous what makes you a happy person right now then louise
1: i feel so grounded in myself and in the mission that i know i've got ahead of me in you know championing and helping individually groups of women in midlife i really feel that this is this is this is giving me so much happiness back i feel so aligned with with what i'm doing now everything everything makes sense everything makes sense and when you've been had the, the sort of the prelim to, to this you know the, just the last few few months really when this has all just really clicked into place It feels magical and that makes Mm -hmm. me happy because I trusted, I kept trusting that what I was doing, whatever I was intuitively led to do, was what I was meant to do. And I truly believe that and I truly trust that and that gives me great happiness.
0: That's so because lovely to hear. Because I know I'm making
1: what? an impact as well, Sarah, and I know I will be transforming people's lives, even even if they're just in the Facebook group listening to what's going yeah. on
0: in there. It's that proverbial pebble, isn't it? That ripple effect and going into the... Yeah, it's it's that sort of impact that you have and it's the nuggets that people hear and take along the way. And you can impact people in in a small bit or it could be somebody that's further out that you've impacted through something you've said that's connected with somebody to somebody, somebody else and it's that that making the difference it's how we serve isn't it so what would your top tips for happiness be for the listeners oh top tips
1: I would say I would absolutely when you finish listening to this podcast I would just go and sit and be really quiet with yourself for a couple of moments and just be with yourself that could be a small step that you could then build on to take time each day to just be with yourself not with plugged into anything not looking at anything just be with yourself just close your eyes and and start to be with yourself my other top tip to happiness is if you aren't having a good relationship with your body as in you're not moving it and you're not nourishing it with the right foods I take take a good look at that have an honesty audit with yourself on what you're putting in because you are what you eat and your energy mm-hmm. will be affected by what you eat also by what you drink and i say that as having been a big drinker myself i know my own my own channel my own connection my own love of life has amplified since i've stopped drinking that is a very powerful self care um happiness tip i would say i'm not saying you shouldn't drink but if you are using drink as a a bit of a crutch maybe you should you should have a look at that because that will never make you happy you may be happy that's a short-term happiness you may be happy in the moment but it's and in midlife especially our bodies can't cope with it nature is is such a great healer we we live in this beautiful beautiful world and to go out and be fully aware of it we're all part of the same thing, Sarah, and that
0: absolutely. Is, makes absolutely. me Absolutely, absolutely, connecting happy. with energy. That's why I love going out sort of running and in, in doing trail running and things like that, because you're just, you're out there. My trail running consists of um, stopping and taking photographs. <laughs>
1: I often find myself, Sarah, on a walk, um, and I'll be right down into the um, into the guts of a flower, you know, a flower that's opening. I want to see what's in there, and actually, when you start to do that, you're you're just amazed by what you see because the the patterns and the colours and oh, no. I, I mean, they're quite phenomenal. And but somebody you could just walk straight past, and you don't have then that oh wow, that's amazing, and it's those oh wow, amazing, the wonder of of nature. Oh, I think I'm it's something so, we should embrace so we absolutely you. should embrace and mm. we can do that no matter where you live there's, there's normally a park or you know if you live by the coast go and have a look at the waves on different days and, and the wind and the rain I just think <sighs> it doesn't matter the weather go out there, experience feeling alive because I tell you what the wind thrashing around you, the rain thrashing it makes you feel alive and so no. that is a happiness Abs- A happiness
0: there all in, in get moving and, and out in nature. Yes, I totally, totally agree with you. And, and you sort of echo all of the thoughts that I've always had on all of those levels because I just, I love being out there. I love looking, I, you know, look out. I mean, today, obviously where you are, you've got sunshine. I've got, I've got mist, but I just love it. I find it really magical to look at. And, and I love looking at all the twists and turns and the plants and the different textures. That's what I love about the UK, living in the UK so much, is that you've got this rich, texture and tapestry of of weather you you don't know whether to go out with an umbrella or a bikini or a pair of wellies <laughs> or just like some sun cream you just don't know what you're going to get the next day and, and that's what I love about it that ever sort of changing and, and enjoying it and embracing it and you know going with a twist and turns you know and if it is like you know you've, you've planned sort of to go out and sunbathe the following day I don't know and it's teeing it down with rain you know you can go off and do something else and it's adjusting and adapting and pivoting you know but that's gosh, we could carry on talking for we could carry on talking <laughs> for for hours, for hours and hours. But Louise, it's just been an absolute pleasure having you, having you gone to the podcast. It's just wonderful. And I, I hope, you know, everyone that's listening has really taken to heart all of that you said and really will start to think and start to do that deeper. And as you said, do a be, a, spend more time being than doing and just sort of think about themselves. Get out into nature, look at just see the first flower or leaf or whatever and just examine it in more detail. Just look at it, spend yeah, a minute or two just looking at it. Be
1: curious. Absolutely. If you start to be curious, you will find happiness.
0: How do people get in touch with you?
1: A year ago, I you'd have had to phone me on my landline because I was not on social media. <laughs> <laughs> so this year, I'm on Instagram. So that's louise.budgeon. I can be found on Facebook as well. And I have a group called Your Extraordinary Midlife, uh, which is a free Facebook group as well. So... I run my own business, so if anybody reaches out to me in any way, then they will directly get to me, so you won't get somebody else contacting you back.
0: Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. As I say, again, absolute pleasure. I always, I always love talking to you. I wish we lived closer. I'd be on your doorstep having coffee every day. Um, you'd probably go, Sarah, oh, my gosh, it's that it's that, <laughs> it's that. stalker again, a banner. <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for listening, and I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this episode with Louise as much as I've enjoyed talking to Louise as I say I could talk to Louise for hours uh, but that would make a very long podcast if you've enjoyed it please do um, follow subscribe rate review do all the things that you normally do on your platform and let's let's spread Happiness globally, Um, it already is happening, but let's spread it further afield. Let's change people's lives for the better. So thank you again for tuning in to uh, to my podcast. It's been Sarah Jane Eller and sending you lots of love um, for the rest of your day, week, year take care, lots of love. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit SarahJNaylor.com. That's SarahJNaylor.com.